This is Radio Influence. Podcasting redefined. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close, if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, T.J. Reed. Well, hello there. It is another week. In fact, it is our final uh, show for September. We're about to flip the calendar over to October. We're ready to come up with some more underdogs in both college and the pros for this week. I am your host, T.J. Reeves. He is senior handicapper from VegasInsider.com, Kevin Rogers, back with me. Okay, we have to take the pledge right now in this political season. You know, they ask the presidential candidates, they ask all the political candidates to take a pledge about what they support, about what they do. We have to pledge to be better because last week you and I, well, we were less than good. We, we, we weren't really good at all, Kevin. we got to be better starting this week. Welcome. Yeah, it's going to be back, and, you know, I look back at even my NFL pick with the San Diego Chargers. I was watching into that game that they were going back and forth with the Colts, and all I said was just hold the Colts to a field goal in the final drive, and we got this, the win by one. And, of course, Andrew Luck throws the middle of the field to T.Y. Hilton, and he breaks a few tackles. I'm like, oh, God, and that's not exactly what I said. Right. But um, he ends up breaking away, and you're like, ah, oh, and the Colts end up covering that game. So, you know, it was a tough one, but uh, as we always do, we uh, we move on to the next week. Yeah, we try to. But can I still be bitter for last week for a few seconds? Because, look, I, I was working Buccaneers-Rams, which put me in a bad mood. Plus, it had a weather delay, and the Rams went ahead and beat my Buccaneers. But, I, I mean, the, the Jets, I took the Jets last week on this show. How many times? I mean, Kevin, I lost track. I believe they were inside the 25-yard line four times, including twice inside the 15-yard line, and Ryan Fitzpatrick throws an interception. A total of a half dozen, six of them. But he killed chance after chance after chance for them to at least get field goals, if not touchdown and field goals in some kind of combination. Uh, that That's a frustrating afternoon. Uh, and don't even get me started on Oklahoma State, which had had a great chance to win the game with Baylor. I took them as the underdog last week, getting eight points. But they had a play early on in the fourth quarter where they're up by three. It's first and goal. The running back, I don't know if you saw this, a running back is inside the one, stretching for the goal line, and fumbles the ball. So they don't even they don't get three points. They don't get seven points. They're only up three. Baylor goes down the field, scores, goes down the field, scores one more time, and ends up covering the line. So befuddling there for for a couple of my picks uh, last week. We just we have to be better. I got to rid myself of my bitterness. Can I rid myself of it and we just move on to this week? Is that good? You can. You definitely can. And I did watch that Jets game and I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick get picked off twice in the end zone oh. and you know, he's he's almost like that really good friend of yours that you can, you know, you don't really depend on that often, and then he, he comes through for you and you think he's the greatest and he goes back to what he was. That's what Ryan Fitzpatrick is. Are you saying that about me or just in general about those friends that don't come you're through not, for you? You're a nice guy, but I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, though. <laughs> yeah, he was an assassin to the contrary for the, for the Jets uh, the other day in that matchup. And, of course, they've got the Seahawks coming up. Do we dare uh, venture Jet Way? 
you or me in the NFL. I think you already get the idea that I'm not going that way when we talk NFL later on in the show. Let's start with college football. I will let you begin. Again, we're only looking for underdogs to either keep it close or maybe you're brave enough, bold enough to think there's an outright win. Kevin, where do you want to begin for college football purposes for this final Saturday of September? I'm going to the SEC. I struck out last week with Arkansas against Texas A&M, so I'm going to go against Texas A&M again because that's just the way I, I operate. And I'm going to take Will Muschamp, South Carolina Gamecocks. They're getting 17 points at home against the Aggies. And you know, if you remember two years ago when Texas A&M went to South Carolina, that was the opener. South Carolina was a nine-point favorite, and there was a quarterback at Texas A&M we had never heard of named Kenny Hill who threw for over 500 yep. yards, and A&M yep. dropped, I think, 52 points in that game. Nine-point underdog. Now, two years later, they're a 17-point favorite in Columbia. And I understand that South Carolina, you know, they're, they're in a transition phase with, uh, you know, after Steve Spurrier was gone and Will Muschamp has come in. They've been very good defensively, South Carolina. That's the one thing you can say. Uh, but you look at Texas A&M here, coming off a big win at Auburn, beating Arkansas in basically like a rivalry-type game. And then you go to take on... Tennessee and Alabama the next two weeks, all right? And we'll see what Tennessee does with Georgia this week, and Bama should roll against Kentucky. So for Texas A&M, you have two very key SEC games. Not saying this isn't a key SEC game, but there are, as they say, bigger fish to fry later on for the Aggies. You're going to South Carolina now, and you've got to win by basically almost three touchdowns uh, in this game. I just figure this can be a flat spot for Texas A&M. And South Carolina may not be great offensively, but defensively they've been pretty solid. And I think that this is a, an opportunity here to take the points with South Carolina in a spot where maybe A&M could be a little bit flat. Well, and, and to your point, I had taken Arkansas earlier in the year. You and I kind of both liked Arkansas. You liked them much more than me in taking them last week. And Trevor Knight was very impressive running the ball. Dual threat quarterback, former Oklahoma quarterback, taking off and running with the football as well as, as chucking it down the field to, to Josh Reynolds and Christian Kirk. So... I get what you're saying, though. This could be a look ahead. They're on the road. That's a hostile place to play. Must champ a defensive mind at 17 points, a lot of points. So you're going to take uh, the Gamecocks. Both of my college picks are going to have a, a an interesting theme of the home team, I think, being disrespected. I, I will start first. I had USF, South Florida, the Bulls against Florida State last week as one of my underdogs. And look, if the game had only been a five-minute game with Florida State, they'd have been in good shape. They scored the first two times they had the ball, including an 80-yard bomb on the first play of the game. But the problem is they played another 55 minutes and, and Florida State just whacked them and scored 55 total points on them. I think USF is going to be a little shell-shocked. Cincinnati is at home in American Conference play. And here's the real uh, kicker, the revenge factor for Cincinnati. They were blown out last year. I know last year is last year, but a lot of these players are the same players on both teams. And USF annihilated Cincinnati on a Friday night in November last year where they were, Kevin, up 48-3 to in the first half. In the first half on the Bearcats. Don't, don't think for a second that Tommy Tuberville has to give any motivational speeches. They know who's coming in to play them this weekend. And with Hayden Moore, they, they've been playing both quarterbacks. Hayden Moore at quarterback. I think Cincinnati wins this game. It shocks me that USF is giving five and a half points as a road team here in this one. I like Cincinnati for revenge in that game. Do you have any thought real quick on that American Conference uh, showdown, especially after what the Knowles did to the Bulls last week in Tampa? 
Well, one thing with Cincinnati is, uh, A, I do remember that game last year against USF, and you better believe that these guys and Tommy Tuberville didn't forget about that loss. But secondly, you know, we go back to a few weeks ago when Cincinnati played Houston, that they were winning in the fourth quarter of that game. Yes. And then Houston went crazy. Greg Ward blew up, and they, and they had a bid last about like eight, nine minutes of that game to make it make the score look a lot worse than it really was. The Houston, or that rather Cincinnati was right in that game with Houston, and then the Cougars ended up blasting them. So we know that Cincinnati, especially at home, that, that they can't play very well. And with them getting points here, yeah, you don't know which USF team you're going to get. You know, that's the problem. And Cincinnati we know is good offensively, maybe not great defensively, but I don't see why not. Like They had confidence in that Houston game. They just had a bad last uh, you know, last eight or nine minutes of that game. But uh, now you're playing a USF team that's unranked as opposed to Houston, who could be in the top four when it's all said and done. I, I think that Cincinnati could definitely hang in this game, if not win. Well, and uh, to your point, Cincinnati had a couple of pick sixes late in that Houston game, including one in the final minute that sealed it. That, that again, a game they were right in and could have won looks like a three-touchdown loss all the way. Could be a little misleading. We'll see. Of course, USF was at Syracuse a couple of weeks ago, fell behind 17 to nothing in the first quarter, roared back to win. We've now seen Florida State, and that's Florida State with their talent, their offensive line, Jimbo Fisher and the staff making the adjustments just do whatever they wanted. I'm concerned for USF in this game. This could be back-to-back losses uh, for the Bulls and Cincinnati looking for revenge. All right, I've got one more, that huge ACC showdown with Clemson and Louisville. And I know everybody's on the Petrino bandwagon. They're they're trying to pencil him in at LSU or or anywhere else that there's a big-time job. Lamar Jackson is fantastic. But, look, until otherwise, you're a boxing guy like I am. Uh, to beat the champ, you've got to knock them out. Clemson is the defending ACC champs, had an unbeaten season, won their, their playoff game with Oklahoma to get in the championship game. They still have Deshaun Watson at quarterback. They still have a, a phenomenal home field advantage at, at Tiger Stadium at Death Valley in Clemson. Uh, Louisville favored by two. That makes no sense to me. If anything, this should be a pick game. What do I know? I will take the two points, and I will take Clemson to win that ACC Saturday night showdown with Louisville because to beat the guy uh, there, you, you've got to you've got to accomplish a lot. You've got to you've got to shut down Deshaun Watson. You've got to overcome that crowd. I just don't think Louisville does it. Do you have a thought? Well, one thing you never even mentioned was Clemson's defense. That yeah. Clemson's defense is still phenomenal, and regardless of all the guys they lose year in year out, they still manage to, I mean, even against Georgia Tech, and I get Georgia Tech and Louisville are completely different offenses, but in that game last Thursday night, uh, Clemson just shut down Georgia Tech's run that they couldn't do anything, and for Lamar Jackson, who's been a great story, uh, you know, I look at Louisville, they beat Charlotte, who's a step above an FCS school, they beat Marshall without their quarterback, and they beat uh, Syracuse, who's in transition, and yes, they blew out Florida State, and we see that Florida State's defense maybe isn't that great after USF, you know, put up a lot of points on them, even though FSU blew them out. And and FSU had a couple guys down defensively. But, you know, this is a huge test now for Louisville to go on the road again a second straight week yep. and facing a, a, an excellent defense in Clemson. And, you know, for Deshaun Watson, this guy was beating Alabama in, in the second half last year of that uh, national championship. So in the second quarter, second half, I forgot exactly when. But so they were there against Alabama. So I got to think that for Deshaun, he kind of got on track in the first half last week against Georgia Tech. We'll see if that continues now this week. 
I messed up my Ric Flair wrestling line to be the man. You got to beat the man. And he was always referring to himself. For Louisville, they got to beat Clemson at Clemson. I just don't think that they do it in this game. Hey, real quick, we got about a minute here before we need to pause, and we'll come back and talk NFL football as part of Three Dog Thursday. TJ Reeves and also Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper, VegasInsider.com. Uh, Wisconsin gets uh, almost 11 points, 10 and a half, 11 points at Michigan. I still believe Michigan wins big in that game, even though Wisconsin won the huge game at Michigan State. Who who did Wisconsin tick off in the Big Ten office to play Michigan State at Michigan State and Michigan at Michigan in back-to-back weeks? Uh, that's uh, that's an inch. I don't know if you have an opinion one way or the other on that, but I think that's probably uh, Michigan rolling in that game. You know, I, I'm not too sure about that. And with Wisconsin, I kind of figured that was the perfect spot last week to go against Michigan State after they beat Notre Dame the week before on the road and Wisconsin struggled with Georgia State. You figure Wisconsin was going to be up for this game, and they're getting points. Wisconsin, a team that gets points, it's hard to go against them. And I understand that Michigan hasn't traveled at all in the first uh, right. five weeks of the Jim Harbaugh scheduling plan. You know, it, it's worked out well that they haven't even you know left their city to go play a, a game this season. But you know, for Michigan, Colorado was much improved. You know, gave them some fits. But besides that, has Michigan really been tested uh, so far? And I look at this, this is a lot of points to lay against a pretty good Wisconsin team. And Wisconsin's already beaten LSU, they've beaten Michigan State. I mean, they got some nice wins on the resume. I don't see why they couldn't at least hang in this game at Michigan. All right, we'll find out. That's a big showdown. There's some Pac-12 games. Of course, Stanford had the lay. I told you, stay away from UCLA and Stanford because Stanford had, born, had burned me. UCLA had it covered, had a Hail Mary play at the very end, and it's a strip sack and a fumble return for a touchdown for Stanford to cover the line and get the win at the Rose Bowl. What, one more indication, Kevin, of uh, that it's never over, especially when you're talking about the spread of the number until the clock says zero zero zero. as Stanford, a quirky way to cover the line, but they did. I also took a look at Arizona State getting 10 against USC in the Pac-12. I don't know that Arizona State can win that game, and I think they might keep it close. I'm not going to go with Arizona State, though, on Three Dog Thursday here, but there are there's a couple of intriguing uh, games, UCLA, Arizona, Arizona State, Southern Cal this weekend, too, for Pac-12 purposes. Kevin, hang on. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some NFL football, find out which one of us is going against the Carolina Panthers, who if they lose Sunday, the defending NFC champs who were undefeated 14-0 and last year, Carolina could be 1-3 and if they lose this week. Somebody's going against them. Somebody is liking the Jaguars in London. Find out all about that when Three Dog Thursday continues in a moment. Ever dreamed of a way to video chat one-on-one with famous former athletes, coaches, and other big names in the sports world? Well, now you can with a brand-new online communication service called Talk to Legends. The Talk to Legends mobile platform is available right now for free in the iOS Apple Store. And now the Talk to Legends mobile app is available in the Google Play Store. And it puts you just a couple of clicks away from connecting by video to your sports heroes in a five-minute person-to-person conversation on your iPhone or iPad. Yes, it's as easy as registering and then picking a time to talk to your legend. There are hundreds of former athletes from all sports, including the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, college sports, the Olympics, MMA and more. And they're ready to talk to you in a scheduled video conversation through Talk to Legends. No matter what device or tablet, just go into the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and download the Talk to Legends app. It's time for you to talk to Legends. 
Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reed. We do continue on, and it's time to talk some pro football, trying to figure some things out on Three Dog Thursday. We'll call back in our uh, resident expert, senior handicapper, VegasInsider.com, Kevin Rogers. We both bemoan the fact that the Chargers blew it for you in the final minutes in Indianapolis, and I don't know what that was from the New York J-E-T-S what, what, what last week in Kansas City. I already made mention, Kevin, as we call you back in, I'm not going to go with the Jets as the home underdog with the Seahawks, although Russell Wilson's status at the time we're talking is up in the air. So that might be, you know, that, that might be a situation where he goes out, they take the game off the board. But right now, the Jets are, are the underdog. I will stay away from that one. All right, where would you like to begin in the NFL with an underdog to cover, if not win? I'll start in Atlanta with the Falcons taking on the Carolina Panthers, a team that uh, already has lost to two quality squads in Denver and Minnesota, who are combined 6-0. and So there's really no shame in uh, Carolina losing those two games. They beat a San Francisco team. That's a, that's a bottom feeder in the NFL. They go to Atlanta this week to take on the Falcons. Last time Carolina went to Atlanta, that was after they were 14-0, and and they lost their first regular season game last December at the Georgia Dome. And, you know, the Falcons are coming off of a short week, winning on Monday night at New Orleans, but that really doesn't affect things at all for me. New Orleans to Atlanta, not far at all, so there's not a lot of travel there. And for Carolina, I'm going to throw a nugget out to you. Since since 2012, Carolina has lost 10 home games. They are 1-9 the following week. All right? And last year that didn't apply – since they only had one regular season loss, and it was at Atlanta. But for some reason, and again, you know, things change. The head coach is the same, and the quarterback's the same. Just putting that out there. So you know, since 2012, brother, since 2012, when they have lost a home game, they are what again? One and nine straight up the following week, regardless of where man, the game is at. Man, what a that's a great yeah. nugget. That is a great nugget. This is the kind of stuff you get on Thank VegasInsider.com. All right, so you're telling me. As I teased in the last segment, the team that was 14-0 and and won the NFC is going to be 1-3 and when this is all said and done? It just feels like a hangover effect. I mean, for Carolina, you know, everyone thought, oh, well, they got to the Super Bowl against Denver. They'll be back. We see how tough it is to get back. And for Atlanta, Dan Quinn uh, continues to be a great underdog. I believe now 6-2 and as a dog since uh, he became the head coach of the Falcons. And... I look at the Falcons team, the offense is clicking now, the running game after a slow starting in week one against Tampa Bay that they've bounced back the last two weeks. Matt Ryan is playing very well over uh, the last few weeks. And, and I get there's an upgrade in defense from going from New Orleans to Carolina. But still, I mean, the Falcons are clicking right now, and the Panthers really aren't. So I just think that you know this is an opportunity to just ride Atlanta uh, as far as you can, considering getting points at home. All right, so you will go Falcons as one of your NFL underdogs. We still need one more from you. That leaves me with a pro football underdog. And look, the Jacksonville Jaguars may be in the final days of Gus Bradley. Depends on who you listen to that he's in trouble or that owner Shad Khan has made a pledge privately that he's not going to do anything during this season. Of course, the, the kiss of death is always when owners start giving votes of confidence and saying they're not going to do anything this season. They turn around and fire whoever it is in whatever sport. So... 
the Jaguars at 0-3 traveling to London. They can't win in North America. Their new home away from home is to go play Wembley Stadium, London. This is, I believe, the third or the fourth year in a row in a multi-year deal if they're going to go play in London. Playing the Colts, who you've referenced earlier in the show, the one thing about the Colts is even though they got the win last week, they have been behind most of the game in all three games so far this year. Jacksonville, to me, Kevin, has too many weapons with Blake Bortles and Allen Robinson, uh, Allen Hearns, the two Allens, the running backs. Uh, TJ Yeldon has got to get on track at some point. They have some playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. It is, it is one of those early games from London. It'll be on at 9.30 Eastern time in the morning uh, on Sunday morning, uh, a little after uh, 1.30 in the afternoon London time. So we'll see. Uh, what Jacksonville does, but I believe getting the two and a half points there on the neutral field, the home away from home game at Wembley Stadium, that Jacksonville will get their first win and will drop the Colts to one and three. Give me a, a quick take. A quick take on that one. Jacksonville playing at Wembley against the Colts. Well, it can't be any worse for Jacksonville after you know losing two home games to Green Bay and Baltimore, and they had a stinker at San Diego in Week Two. I still don't know what to think of Blake Bortles and, and, you know, the Jags, I feel like they have very, very good fantasy players, but in the end, they're not great at winning the real game. Right. So that's a problem. And then I look at Indianapolis and, you know, with the Colts where they end up winning this game against San Diego this past week, does that kind of get them going a little bit? Now that JJ Watt is out for the Texans for a while and we saw that Houston got exposed at New England last week. The division seems wide open now that can the Colts all of a sudden now kind of get this thing started up. And if they win, they're 2-2, two and two, where Jacksonville is in desperation mode. Would it surprise me if Jacksonville won? No, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Nothing surprised me in the NFL. But with Indianapolis, that maybe now they could kind of turn things around the right way, uh, considering this division is very wide open uh, because Tennessee is up yep. and down. Jacksonville's got off to a bad start. And with Houston, we don't know if they're going to continue that. So I think for the Colts, I mean, not uh, not disparaging your pick, but you know, for the Colts, I wonder now if this is a time that they could really turn it around. We will see. And again, uh, the Jaguars, could Gus Bradley be fired? We saw this with the Raiders and Dennis Allen a few years ago where they went to London and he was the head coach and they got beat and he was no longer the head coach after his struggles for a couple seasons. Gus Bradley right now, Kevin, you love the numbers, is 12-39 and 39 in 51 games with the 0-3 start this year. Could they be 0-4 and still hang on to him as the head coach? It's possible, but I don't know how likely it is. We'll see if Jacksonville gets the win. One more NFL underdog to go, and you're going to have that underdog. Which way are you going? What team do you like? I'm going with another team that played on Monday night, the New Orleans Saints, who are traveling out to San Diego to face the Chargers. Wow. Yes, I did mention that, you know, Atlanta's got a short trip back home, you know, from New Orleans to Atlanta, where the Saints have to go technically two time zones uh, from the Central to the Pacific to take on the Chargers. And it's the San Diego team that blew the Colts game. They blew the Chiefs game in week one and, and mentioned earlier about their uh, their route of Jacksonville in week two. But San Diego's got a lot of weapons down. Keenan Allen's out. Woodhead's out. Uh, Manti Teo is out now. And... You know, San Diego hasn't been great uh, as a home favorite the last few years. Sean Payton, a pretty decent uh, road underdog, 7-3 and three against the spread the last 10. One of those came in Week 2 in the loss to the Giants, where they were getting 3.5-4. They lost by 3. 
And uh, the Saints defense actually was pretty strong against the Giants that game. They held the offense of the Giants out of the end zone. It was just a blocked field goal that got returned for a score and three field goals was how the Giants got their points. But for New Orleans, again, I was like saying, I don't like backing desperate teams, but at 0-3, yeah, they got their head handed to them in the second half by Atlanta, but they lost in the last seconds to the Giants. They had the Crabtree two-point conversion they lost to uh, in week one to Oakland. So they are, they're there, the Saints. They just got to get over the hump. And you know, you, you know the Saints' offense will produce. It's just, will the defense step up? So we'll probably see a lot of points in this game, but i got to believe that the Saints can finally break through here and beat the Chargers. It's, it's going to be a shootout, and the Saints have injuries on defense. They're just not very good. And if the Chargers and Phillip Rivers can't take advantage of that, that's on them. And could the Saints, with Drew Brees, be 0-4? They have all that dead money under the salary cap that is, uh, that's hampered them right now. So... Uh, they're in trouble, and uh, and we'll see how big the trouble is going to be when they go out. Well, how about you? You are going way out on the limb, taking the Saints and the points uh, with the San Diego Chargers. I mean, the one home game the Chargers played, they blew Jacksonville out. They were up 35 nothing in the second half. So we'll see if New Orleans is any better. we got just a couple of minutes left here on Three Dog Thursday. One more intriguing game. Neither one of us are going to take uh, the Sunday night game with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's been a few days. What was that from the Steelers Sunday? I mean, is Philadelphia really that good with Carson Wentz? Did, was was most of it that Pittsburgh no-showed on both sides of the ball? In, in this case, the, uh, the Chiefs are getting five and a half points. Again, you and I are staying away for Three Dog Thursday purposes from Kansas City, but should Pittsburgh fan be worried off of a couple losses, including that performance? No. No, Carson Wentz, uh, you know, I'm not going to say he's Joe Montana, but uh, but he's played very well as he's thrown the ball over the first three wins for Philadelphia. The Eagles are off this week. And, you know what, the Steelers, they, they, they put up a bad one. You know, it's that simple. And, you know, now they get the Chiefs at home. My only problem with the Chiefs is that they had eight takeaways against the Jets and scored 24 points. How do you do that? But how do you have eight takeaways and one of those came on a fumbled kickoff that got returned for a touchdown. So basically, your offense on seven other takeaways scored only two touchdowns. Wow. So that, that kind of concerns me a little bit um, about the Chiefs. They were held to four field goals the week before against Houston, and they needed that massive comeback against the Chargers. So really, you know, the Chiefs, all right, they're, you know, two and one right now, but we know they're much stronger at home than on the road. Sure. If you look at the Steelers, I got to believe that they that they bounce back here and that they play pretty well uh, coming back home. You know, they they already have one primetime win, beating the Redskins in Week One. So Tomlin's usually pretty good uh, under the lights. I think that Pittsburgh could be a strong look on Sunday night. And I did misspeak. They do have two wins already this year over Washington, over Cincinnati. So two and one for Pittsburgh. We'll see how it goes for the game with Kansas City. I also misspoke that it's actually the first Saturday of October because the calendar flips for Saturday in college football as well as uh, the NFL. Now that we got all of my corrections out of the way, let's talk about VegasInsider.com and the information you gave us that great nugget about the Carolina one and nine after a home loss since 2012. Where can they find out about more information that, that's like that? Promote, promote, promote for VegasInsider.com real quick. College football and NFL in full high gear right now. And you can check out all of our previews for Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday cards. 
for Sunday. I have a piece called Pick Six where I give out picks on six games along with analysis. So you'll find more of those nuggets in uh, that piece. We have another piece called Total Talk that just focuses on NFL totals and some best bets there. Also, we have uh, plenty of statistics, tech trends, all that stuff to get you prepared for the college football and NFL weekend. You can check us out on Twitter at TwitBI. And uh, we're open all the time at VegasInsider.com, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, check out that uh, Twitter handle. Check out Kevin's Twitter handle at VIRogers for Vegas Insider, VIRogers. You can follow this show at 3 Dog Thursday. Our website is 3DogThursday.com. If you're hearing us on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio, make sure you rate and review the show if you enjoy hearing our underdog picks. Again, we took the pledge at the beginning. we got 30 seconds left, Kevin. We're pledging again in this political season. Uh, we vow to be better on the underdog picks on 3Dog Thursday, don't we? We're going to do better this week. Yeah, we better, or they're going to fire us. So we better uh, get this train back on the track. Could be the firing squad. Again, Kevin's got South Carolina in college for the matchup with Texas A&M. Falcons and Saints, two NFC South teams in the pros. I'll take the Cincinnati Bearcats with USF. Clemson in that huge showdown with Louisville as a home dog to win the game outright. And Jacksonville to win in London, getting two and a half with the Colts. There are our three underdogs. And again, uh, keep track of all the underdogs and all the games this weekend. Follow Kevin at VI Rogers. Uh, follow Vegas Insider at TwitVI. And uh, follow this show at Three Dog Thursday. Kevin, thanks. We'll talk to you next week picking these underdogs on Three Dog Thursday. All right, sounds good. Thank you, TJ. And we thank you for being with us however you're hearing the show via RadioInfluence.com or on iTunes or on Stitcher. Spread the word about Three Dog Thursday. Enjoy the games. Bye. Radio Influence brings you the best in digital media broadcasting. When it comes to sports, we've got experts like national sports radio host Rich Herrera, the fabulous sports babe, former Major League Baseball manager Kevin Kennedy, and former Bellator matchmaker Sam Kaplan. Want a good laugh? Then go on the beach with Pants and Roller Girl, or just LOL with Nancy Alexander. And when it comes to real life, Dangerous Conversation with Scott Ledger and Beyond the Badge with Vincent Hill will make you think. When it comes to what you want, Radio Influence has you covered. Find our programming on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com.